When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We all uh, feel at one point locked somewhere. You try something and it doesn't work. And you don't understand because you, you used to do that and why well, doesn't work today? And you feel frustrated. Maybe you feel depressed. Maybe you feel sad. You don't know what to do. And this is when we are locked because we are used to do things and we don't challenge our habits. So it's at that moment that it becomes a mind trap. What worked before until now doesn't work anymore. Hey, it's David, and you're listening to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul, your source for practical leadership inspiration, tools, and strategies you can use to achieve transformational results without sacrificing your humanity or your mind in the process. Hey, welcome to the show. Uh, really pleased to introduce you to our guest today here in the middle of season 14. Our guest's name is Hortense Le Gentil, and she is a world-renowned executive leadership coach, speaker, and author who guides CEOs and senior executives on their journey from hero leaders to human leaders. Love that phrase, that turn of phrase. Guided by 30 years in business, working across industries, including media consulting and advertising, and as an entrepreneur. Uh, Hortense was a 2021 and this year 2023 nominee for the Thinkers 50 Coaching and Mentoring Awards, pretty cool, and has been ranked number five on the Global Gurus list by World Management Global Gurus. She's a certified Marshall Goldsmith stakeholder-centered coach and member of Marshall Goldsmith 100 Coaches. Marshall's been a previous guest on the show, so you know what he's bringing to the table and what that means to be one of those. She's the author of The Unlocked Leader that we're talking about today. Dare to follow your own voice, lead with empathy, and shine your light in the world. Uh, and this book is coming out just days from, if you're listening in real time, you you can pre-order now and it's just a couple days away. And if you, you know, you're a couple days late catching up on today's episode, the book is out. You wanna grab oh. it. All right, Hortense, you've also written a line connecting your true self with the leader you're meant to be and your contributor to Harvard Business Review, thriveglobal.com, and been featured in Forbes, Fast Company, Inc., Business Insider, and you're talking to us today from New York. Welcome, Hortense, to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul. Oh, hello, David. I'm delighted to be here, so thank you for having me. It is our pleasure. Thank you for being here. So, uh, you know, we're going to get into the Unlocked Leader and talk about freeing your voice and all of that, but before we do, I want to ask you if you could uh, take us back to your earliest memory of yourself as a leader, wherever that might take us. <laughs> You're going to be surprised. Um, we have to go back then. Uh, I think I was, I was a teen, a teenager, and I was a horse rider. Uh, I was uh, competing so, uh, for show jumping. And I think that uh, what I learned then was empathy and having a clear vision. Because this is one of, I think, maybe the only sport where, where you are two beings. So you have to work on yourself and with the horse and work with the horse 
and make the horse, you know, understand what you, you know, you have to communicate with the horse, make the, the horse understand what you want and uh, um, increase the confidence of the horse and make, and, and make a team. In fact, it's all together that you're going to jump. I'm not, I cannot jump by myself and the, the horse can, can jump, you know, by himself, but, you know, he's not going to do exactly what I want. So I think, you know, that I learned a lot from, yeah, there, you know. I love that metaphor of, and it, it certainly plays a, 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 a big role in, in your earlier book. Uh, but the uh, when you talk about aligning as a leader, but that idea that you can't do it alone, you are dependent on this other being, mm -hmm. and you really have to be in sync, and that alignment that has to happen and the relationship between you, what a great metaphor for leadership. Thank you. This is, you know, this is really this communication, and um, this is, yeah, very important point. Well, and so today we're talking about the unlocked leader and the subtitle here gives us all the details. Dare to free your own voice, lead with empathy and shine your light in the world. And so have to know as an author, why you decided to write the unlocked leader. Uh, and I've written six working on seven is getting ready to come out now. Like there's always a different reason for every book we write. So why the unlocked leader? Because a lot have been said about why you should lead with empathy, vulnerability, empathy, and very little when it comes to the how you do it. Mm -hmm. And those pastures, especially during COVID, of course, but you know, since we are living in this world with changing so much, very volatile and and employees, you know, uh, expectation exchange, employees' uh, expectations, clients' expectation, and we go from one crisis to another crisis, right? So I thought that uh, that would be helpful because this is what I do, you know, to work when I work with, my, you know, my leaders and my, my clients on unlocking themselves, uh, free themselves, you know, from those mind traps that hold them back from, hold them back from whatever you want to do for be the leader you want to be or the, the human leader you want to be. So that's why I wrote the book because I thought that I could uh, give to people that I cannot coach. So tools and um, to unlock themselves, to free themselves, you know, so this yeah. is my well, I appreciate that. There's so much, as you said, so much, and we talk on the show with so many different guests and have these conversations about empathy and vulnerability and, and influence and what it means to be human-centered. And listeners of this show will appreciate that you are all about the how and that that's what the Unlocked Leader is, is really getting us into. So the how. So let's start. You just brought up the idea of mind trap. So part one of the book is mind trap identify your lock. And so you've got a number of different ways that we, we identify, talk about what, let's just start conceptually. What is a mind trap the way that you just were talking about it? The mind trap is the mental obstacle that are, that stand between you today and you tomorrow. Let me explain. We all, I think we all uh, feel at one point uh, locked somewhere. You try something and it doesn't work. 
and you don't understand because you, you used to do that and why well, doesn't work today? And you feel frustrated, maybe you feel depressed, maybe you feel sad, maybe you feel, and you don't know, you don't know what to do. And this is when we are locked because we are used to do things and we don't challenge our habits. So it's at that moment that it becomes a matra, a mind trap. Then what what worked before until now doesn't work anymore. And so when you're when you're talking about the, the obviously it's mental, the thing in our mind that keeps us from today becoming who we want to be as a leader tomorrow. What are some of the most common mind traps that affect leaders specifically? And for people listening to the show, what are the things that we should particularly be looking for and be aware of as potential mind traps? Did you never have a voice in your in your head telling you, don't do that? No, 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 you cannot do that. No, no, no. I never saw anybody do that. This is those voices. And, you know, they can, you know, they can have um, many shapes and, uh, and colors and, uh, but this is, this, 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 these are those voices. It's when really, again, you, you feel these fears and it doesn't work. And you can ask me the question, maybe where it's coming from? So how can I recognize, you know, uh, those mind traps? I can give you three examples. One is they can they can come from a trauma mm-hmm. that we um, we uh, uh, we've been through and we we didn't overcome. That can be from uh, the identity, you know, you know the the how we define our identity. I am a CEO. I am a manager. No, it's not who you are. It's what you do. And that can come from external voices, like we talk about collective education. And it helps us because, you know, when you, you were young, I don't know about you, but me, you know, when I ride, you know, the first time I ride, you know, bicycle, I had my training wheels. So I have training wheels for a while. And one day I didn't need any more training wheels, right? So this is the mind traps, this is what, what are mind traps? This is, if you keep those, those, you know, training wheels, you are not going to go far. You cannot go far. You cannot go fast. You cannot be yourself. And the problem is you don't live your life. You live a life that people want for you. Mm. So for example, you are a leader. So when we talk about leader, by the way, I include everyone because at the minimum, you are a leader of your life. So when you're a leader, for example, and you think that a good leader has to have all the answers, showing no emotions. And we all know that, right? We know, we all heard that, you know, in our education, at school, uh, at home, uh, France or whatever. So you think that, you know, people are expected that, expecting you, expected that from you, mm-hmm. right? And so now, can you ha- can you have all the answer? Is it possible to have it's all the answer? Not possible at all. 
right? So there is no playbook for everything that's happening to us. So you feel frustrated. Maybe maybe you can feel even, you know, angry uh, because, because you think you fail. You're failing. But this is not true. What is true is you are trapped. You are locked. You don't know what to do. So this is all those voices and, you know, all those, you know, where it's coming from that yeah. can be challenged. So I want to talk just a little bit more about that. As you're talking, Hortense, I'm, I'm thinking about two conversations I had yesterday with leaders uh, in different contexts. One of them facing some career challenges and, and different opportunities and was just almost head in his hand saying, I can't sell. I'm not good at sales, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, that was the voice coming out of his mouth and he believed it. I don't know that it was his voice. So I wanna, mm-hmm. I wanna pause with that one. Then I was talking with another leader yesterday who in a, a matter of 30 minutes got three pieces of bad news, all of which were external. Uh, nothing internal, nothing they had control over, but externalities, three pieces of bad news uh, that that were very catastrophic to some of their strategic planning. And then within minutes of receiving all of that bad news, which just happened to come at the same time, had to go mm-hmm. into a meeting, uh, into a, in a, an event with a meeting and so on. And he was not at his best in that meeting and he was debriefing why what was happening and he said well i couldn't show weakness i couldn't i just i can't go in there and be weak and another again that's a voice a voice playing in his Uh head that says i Uh can't be weak as opposed to being authentic and telling maybe not the entire group but one or two trusted people this uh-huh. is what's happening and this is what I'm wrestling with right now and, and so on. So in both of those cases, what strikes me as you're talking is that those voices that they're hearing and that they are then repeating yeah. seem like their own voice. <laughs> they, they, they would tell you that is what is true of me or true for me. And I know, and what you're telling us is, ah, those are mind traps. They're, they're a voice that is separate from whatever the authentic us is or could be, if I'm understanding you correctly. Yeah, 100%. Those voices, so for my experience, so to, you know, to escape from those mind traps, uh, the first things to do is yeah, to uh, transform, you know, those voices. So, you can do so what I call in the book the, the mind shift. So you have your mind traps and your mind shift. And okay, if we stay, if we stay on the on the on the voices, challenge those voices. So you have those voices. Okay, I cannot tell. I heard that one thousand of times. I cannot tell. Okay. Challenge it. Ask him, is it true? So in your life, did you ever sell anything? Maybe the answer is yes. I don't believe it, but yes. Okay. Is it relevant? I don't know. Is it helpful today? 
not ready. Doesn't help me if I have to sell. So, okay. So could you just let it go and make peace? And very often, you know where it's coming from. So if I ask you, I'm going to share with you, you know, a very a great example. So it was someone who told me the same, you know, a client, she told me, I cannot sell. I said, okay, why? And, you know, this, you know, in the discussion and trying to come in, to try to see where it's coming from, she associated the, the fact to sell with, um, you know, someone had something like, I think it was a, a peanut butter seller outside of the, because it was very, you know, it's a, it was an image of a peanut butter person who is selling peanuts outside of the, of the tube. I remember, I said, and I, I, I laughed and I said, and what is wrong? <laughs> and in fact, what is wrong? What was wrong is she, I don't know, she, she felt aggressive, you know, he was aggressive. So she felt like, ah, selling is, I will never sell. And, and she even didn't know that. But, she, you know, in, you, our brain is, is amazing. So the, our brain keep everything. But it's a, it's a voice that doesn't help you. And it's, it's not at the right place in your brain. So, you know, just, you know, be, being aware of it and just making peace with it and let it go. Okay, she was free. And she said, okay, so now I can do it. And, and so... so that, that's an example of... So when you're talking about challenging your beliefs, that's an example of, is it true? Is is even what this core thing is true. Oh no, wait a minute. Those are two completely different things. That's what you're thinking of is not what's the actual thing. And then you also mentioned relevant or helpful. Well, There's other ways questions. to think about. Yeah. Yeah. It's three questions in seconds. So the first one is, yeah, because in case you say it's true, for example, um, very common example is I should be perfect. Is it true? Very often, or sometimes, I don't know. The answer, yes, it's true. Okay. Is it relevant? Not sure. Is it helpful? Not at all. Okay. So are you okay to let go and to move forward? Because you cannot move forward. This is a problem. You know, this this notion of being locked, locked is, is there, is you cannot move forward. Yeah. So challenge those, you know, those voices. And, and you and you will uh, and, and you will see. The yeah, same with your the, your other examples of you know this, this person who had three by news outside. You're right. So you cannot show up and, and you're right. You share what you want. It's not the the problem the, the, the idea is not okay take off everything and I put myself <laughs> next. No, 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 this is not the purpose. But the thing is, is just to be true to yourself and true to others. You know, if you had a bad news, I'll give you an example. It's a personal example. Um, I had a show like like we have today, we, we are having today, one month ago, two months ago, whatever. And just before the show, I had, you know, my 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 parents uh, called me, my my mother called me, and my dad was very, you know, very sick. 
just five minutes before the show. Yeah. My team told me, you can, we can cancel. I said, no, I'm not going to cancel, but I'm going to tell him. So I told him and he changed everything, the dynamic. And I felt, and she same, he said, we can cancel. I said, no, no, we're going on. But if sometimes I am a little down, you know, that's only the, the reason why. I felt better to tell the truth and not pretend to be, you know, because I'm just a human being. And the person in, you know, in front of me was able to connect with me. And maybe the audience or so, I don't know, because I don't know. But be, you, you can connect with, with this person. And this is what we're talking about. Yeah. And part of that, you know, even in the, the title of your book, The Unlocked Leader, so in freeing your voice, it's about leading with empathy, shining your light in the world. Part of where that comes from is with the being human and the that element of humanity that we all share some of our suffering and some of those challenges, we all have that in common. And so being able to, as you've mentioned, it's not about sharing it all and just dumping all of it all over everybody, but to be real in appropriate ways is going to help us to be more influential and connect with others. Yeah, because we are talking so in the book and, and you are talking about being human and I'm talking about, you know, moving from hero leader to human leader. Mm-hmm. And you're going to ask me, why should I do that? It's because expectation change, like we, we said, and see the young generation, expectation for our employees, expectation for your environment, everything changed. And people, they need and they want to connect with you, to connect with you. They don't need another hero, like Tina Turner said. <laughs> no. We don't need another hero. We need a human being, someone with who we can connect. And how do you connect? By sharing, listening, and taking care of people. Not being this super, super person, super, super hero who come in, you know, comes in the room and say, Hey, I know everything. Follow me. Nobody's going to follow you. People are going to follow you because they trust you. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, what a leader is. Somebody that you want to follow. And part of that that trust and part of that credibility and that connection is it really entails what you're talking about in your book of uh, unlocking and getting authentically your own voice. And, and so... That conversation we've been having about identifying those other voices and where they come from, and you mentioned, you know, there's trauma, there's other people. I had a voice like that that played in my mind for many, many years, who was a former boss, former uh, CEO that I worked for, uh, who could be very critical. And his voice would just play in my mind until I was able to free myself and say, that's not relevant. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it's it's not true in every situation to use your language it's not true in every situation definitely not relevant and a hundred percent not at all helpful so, <laughs> For, you know, to, so let to go yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. you you also have uh in the book you talk in part two uh when we're talking about mind shift you mentioned earlier and freeing your voice so we've been talking about challenging those beliefs mm-hmm 
Um, and you say that changing our mindset starts with the stories that we tell ourselves. And, and you have some, some, some good insights around how that works and what's happening in the stories. So we're talking about finding order in chaos and you talk about the filters and the meaning making and, and so on. Help us understand that when we're talking about the stories that we tell ourselves and how that helps us in this mind shift to free our voice. Mm -hmm. So here, I think we have just to understand how how brain is working. So our brain has, I I think, you know, from the research, it's not me, I didn't say that, but people, you know, neuroscience say that we have 100 billions of cells who are connected to 1,000 to, to 10,000 other cells. And on that, you receive, you know, every uh, second, one, uh, 11 million of info per second. So our brain is 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 like you know um, did you see the the movie uh, the fifth eleven uh, the fifth element uh, oh, yes. of uh, Luc Besson this is our brain with you know the car and you know everything flying everywhere you know, the building and everything this this is how you know our brain is working so we are making connection so the voices that we are talking about. The voices, what you heard, uh, you know, your education at school, at home, your community, your, you know, all the voices are here and all connected. So you make connection. At one point, like we, like we said just before, it helps you, like the training wheels, but at one point it doesn't help you anymore. And our problem is we never challenge. So we think it's like that and forever until we die. No, absolutely not. You know, the human being that we are, we are all evol you know, evolving. So we evolve. So we need to evolve also, the, you know, the way we think, we are thinking. And to change, you know, in your brain, to change the connection that doesn't work anymore. So, so this is, and, and, and what we do is our brain explain everything by telling stories. So we tell story. So we have our own story and we have the story that other people are telling you. And and so it's very noisy here. You know, they are very, very, you know, <laughs> very busy. And um, and so the, the thing is, those stories are not always yours. And in order to write your own story, to be the author of your own story, you have to clean, to do the housekeeping, and to put back in connection what is you. But you need courage to do that because it's hard. It's very, and very tough work. Tough work. And the first thing is, is to face your fears because... You are used to be successful like that. It worked. The stories, the stories that we have relied on, worked to a certain worked. extent. We've had success based on those stories, and it can feel scary to abandon or set aside those stories that have been the source of our success in the past. But we're not going to become the full version of ourselves, and we're not going to free our own voice 
mm. until we're willing to set aside those stories. Mm. Exactly. It's exactly that. And, and and think and think like that. So when you talk about your, your fears, you think about your fears, sorry. Having this conversation with your fears, because I, I think that fears are part uh, it's part of a, a human being. So we we all have fears. Little fear, big, you know, big, big fears, whatever it is, but it's part of, of who we are as a human being. But here we're talking about the fears of failing, for example, because like you said, you, you have been successful like that. Um, the fear of facing your emotion or chaos or whatever. The first thing is having this conversation and envision the scale. A scale on one side, on one side, you have the status quo. The other side, you have the change. So status quo is nothing is going to change. It's somewhere secure. Your brain is secure. Oh, it's habits secure. I know where I know. In the other hand, you have, you know, the possibility to something to create something better, to be really yourself. So it's risky, but you can gain a lot. And I think that when we we're talking with American people. You, you can get that in one second, right? Because they like, I feel like in, in America, this is, you know, the source of America, this freedom to, okay, let's try for a better world, right? So let's try for a better you and and face uh, and face those fears. You know, make a deal with your, your fears. Okay, I do that. Don't worry, okay, I know you're here. I'm, I'm being very, very careful. And you do step by step. You don't have to change everything in one minute. And one minute, you can do step by, by step and you can find support to do it. But this is very important. So challenge your fears. Begin here. And if there's a challenge, you know, your, your beliefs, for example, if I just yeah. give two examples. Yeah. One of my uh, favorite on this topic, one of my favorite as an author, I, I, uh, read uh, Julia Cameron, and she's written many, many books on writing and authorship. And she addresses this, the self-defeating beliefs and self-criticism and uh, and those voices. And one of the suggestions she makes is to give that voice a name. So she calls, and she's written <laughs> 70 plus books. And she said, every single one of them, she said, I have Nigel. That's who she's named her internal critic. Nigel sits there and berates her. This book is dumb. There's no one wants to read this. Why are you bothering? She says every single time. And so I have to tell Nigel, Nigel, not right now. Go sit in the corner. Exactly. <laughs> so she hasn't been able, and, and I think that there's some truth to this for me sometimes, is that it's not that I'm going to completely eliminate that. No. But I can learn how to manage it. I can learn how does it for it to no longer have power so i can free my own voice yeah exactly that this is what i call conversation and, and yes you can call i uh, <laughs> to my my son my son every time she has you know this those voice i say oh it's again your little uh your, your black bird and you know and he's <laughs> the, black, you know, he, the black bird i like that the black bird and you know he, he's smiling so it's over now because oh yes of course it's a black bird and uh so um yeah have fun with them in fact you know but but the, the truth is you have to be aware of them 
Yes. They are here to be aware. You have this conversation. And yeah, give, give them a name. This is great because storytelling, we, we are a storyteller. So, you know, you're going to tell the story. And if you can communicate, you can give a story to, you know, the voice, the voices in, inside yourself. Um, it changes everything. Because it's like friends or not friends, but it's your community. It's part, you know, again. So imagine that you have your fifth, fifth element here, you know, in your brain. Whew, you have a lot, you know, to deal with. So uh, choose your your path. Carefully. Yes. Caref- carefully, yes. All right. So the name of the book is The Unlocked Leader, Dare to Free Your Own Voice, Lead with Empathy, and Shine Your Light in the World. And we're speaking with author Hortense Le Gentil. And so we've been talking about the voices that play in our head that uh, that are not our voice, but that can keep us trapped, the mind traps that keep us from being our best authentic self. And then we've been talking about some different strategies to free your voice by challenging those beliefs, uh, asking, is it true, relevant, or helpful? Um, looking at the stories that we're telling ourselves and looking at the different kinds of stories and what those can be and replacing and telling different stories that are more helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, you also recommend uh, that we haven't talked about yet is viewing yourself out from outside of your own frame. And I thought that was another interesting approach to this to once again, create separation from that voice versus our authentic and then start to mind shift. So what is viewing yourself from outside? How is that? How does that work? So you're talking about the my exercise with a vision? Yeah, the view from outside the frame. So you talk about hitting the wall and then the gift of external perspective. Yeah. So how we we go about getting that. Yeah. So um so when you're locked, so you're hitting the wall, for example, and uh so you know something happened like uh um, yeah, I share in the book a uh, personal story when uh, I was very sick. <laughs> so, uh, so here we are. You hit the wall. So, um, so what what can you do? And and the way to do it is, well, again, it's always the same story. Is to be aware of it and accept it. So you accept it, aware aware of it, and your body, your our mind is stronger than our body our body gives give us a lot of clues and information if you don't want to hear your body is going to tell you stop and so you have to you have to be aware of that and from there what to do it's time to change and it's time you know to envision yourself and and recreate think about what what you want to do and be really, very honest with that. And think about your life, who you are, what you want to be. And and it's time. And it's time to move forward. And like we said before, it's time to face your fears. It's okay to have fears. Have this conversation when you're ready. When you're ready, take your time. Make a plan. Okay, we do that. So very often, what I feel, um, what what I feel um, helpful is to see yourself very far away, because sometimes, what I'm going to do in two years from now, five years from now, especially when you you do a lot of change, it's hard. You don't know. So go back to the end. Go to the end, 
So I like, you know, the, I changed a little subject here, but the, the, the eulogy exercise. So mm-hmm. write your eulogy, how you want to be remembered as a person, as a leader, what do you want people to tell about you? And this is at that moment that you can see yourself in the future. So there are some exercises, yes, to uh, uh, to facilitate facilitate that. And one of them is um, I like to, you know, separate you 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 from now to you tomorrow, and you can just by by your imagination, you know, you imagine that you are at the movie, and so you're sitting here. So there, is, well, you you have to do it very slowly, but sitting here. Imagine, imagine that you are uh, on a movie. It's a personal movie, a theater. So you're just alone. You're just well, and you know the movie become become uh, sorry start. And what do you see? And the main character is you. And you can give another name to to your future you. So it's not it's not David. It's uh, whatever Scott. And what Scott is doing, and oh, what Scott wants to do, oh, what Scott, you know, uh, is afraid about, uh, and things like that. And this is a good exercise. This is uh, it's an incredibly powerful exercise to, to I, do. I, I, I love that. I love this exercise, and you can do it differently. So, I explain more in the book, but um, chapter nine, chapter nine, and part three nine. of the book. So, <laughs> uh, Hortense walks you through exactly how to do this, but the value here is. Uh, in in looking at yourself in the third person, and mm-hmm. a couple of things that come for me from that exercise is that it's so challenging sometimes. We can be so hard on ourselves mm-hmm. and and have a natural empathy for other human beings. So when we can put ourselves out there and go, okay, what's that person doing? Oh, they're doing this. It's much more, we have more understanding for that person. And it's like, okay, well, but that's actually you. Oh, and I, it's almost like I can borrow that understanding for them and it becomes understanding for me. And like you said, the, uh, the power of writing your eulogy, uh, that's an exercise I have done as well. And so powerful in terms of the way that it programs your brain yes. to start making the decisions and doing the things and living out that story in the mm-hmm. present. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. This is very powerful. And um, yeah, that gives you this ability because when when we talk about yourself, if I talk about, okay, David, you know, you should do that, you know, let's do that. Uh, Sometimes you, you know, we are a little locked because, because we are talking about us. We don't like that too much, in fact, you know, very often. But if we are this third person or second person on the screen and really you play the game and you you go through process of course there are process that please follow the process by the way so mm-hmm. because yes. it doesn't work if it, and um if you follow the process you you will see you can imagine everything and uh and you can go and you can understand and feel much better what is true and after you come back to yourself of course and uh, steven steven spielberg uh, is using that very often and uh, he is doing that in, you know, when he he make he makes he makes his movie, he, you know, he has his scenario. But in fact, he he doesn't know exactly what's going to happen next. But he has his big vision, you know, you know, 
this is what I want to do. How? I don't know exactly, but let's go. And and uh, and he is somewhere, this third person, you know, uh, when he's, you know, making his movie. Absolutely. Well, Hortense, uh, we've covered so much uh, in terms of unlocking our voice. There's one more question I want to ask you that as we start getting into some of the leadership practices, uh, which there's so much more in the book and listeners can check it out. Where do we connect with you, uh, find the book? Where should we go for more? So you can, of course, on LinkedIn. Uh, I am very um, present on LinkedIn, uh, Instagram. And also I have a website. Uh, so to my name, hortenselegency.com. Or I think it, there is a cut with hlgconsulting.org. You can find also there Amazon and you can find the book everywhere on Amazon and everywhere, you know, in the bookshop at the airport, uh, I hope. Uh, no, in January you know, in the airport. Very good. All right. Well, I hope you, listeners take advantage of the opportunity to connect with Hortense uh, on LinkedIn and then take advantage of the, the book. So, uh, Hortense, the, the final question I want to ask you as we get close to our time together today is as we're leading with empathy and and becoming a more human leader. One of the strategies that you recommend, a practice to better connect with others that you recommend is learning to listen more and speak last. Mm -hmm. And I, I wonder if you might talk to us about that strategy and the, it's a very practical thing to do. So what do you mean by that? And why is that an invitation that you make that you recommend? Mm -hmm. So if you want to connect with people, and especially when you are a leader, empathy become, becomes by yourself. And if you want to learn how to be more empathetic, you have to listen. You have to learn how to listen, how to observe, and let you know others speak. Because very often, you just arrive in a meeting or whatever and said, okay, let's do that, 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 and you have your agenda and you go there and bye-bye. No. If you want to know more about the person in front of you, this is one of my, personally, I just love that. I could uh, spend hours, you know, just watching uh, watching at people because you, you just, the body language, eyes, everything, they tell you more than what people are telling you. And you as a leader, you need to know what people don't, don't, don't tell you because this is what is important. It's not what they say. It's what they don't say. And also, if you want to be human, if you want to be empathetic, because what is empathy? What that means to be the empathy? Empathy means to the ability to feel with. It comes from, you know, German word. Feel with so really typically is that so you feel this person and after you come back to yourself so it's a bit you know the same process and you can understand this person you can help this person if, if this person needs help or whatever but this is important and you have to practice to do that practice you know put in your daily uh, I, 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 daily rendezvous daily rendezvous with yourself speak, let's listen. So, and you practice, you say, hello, who wants to, you know, to begin the, the meeting, whatever it is, you practice. And the more you practice, 
the more you're going to learn and the more you're going to learn, the more you're successful and, and good leader and good human leader you're going to be because you can connect with people. One of the questions that I have been asked sometimes when I'm, I'm discussing this sort of strategy uh, from leaders who have integrity and they feel that they're worried about being disingenuous. If there is a decision that has to happen or a direction we need to go or something of that nature that they have either decided or was decided for them mm-hmm. in, in some level. And they, they worry that in, okay, if I ask everybody to speak and then I speak at the end, I'm not genuinely soliciting. I'm not genuinely asking because there's a direction we're going to go. So if I wait till the end to say that, then I'm just frustrating everybody. And that's not what you're saying. No. So for that, for that leader, who's confused about that, how would you clarify for them? So it's a balance as, as always, because sometimes as a leader, you just have to give direction and, you know, to take decision. So it's all a question of balance, of question of, okay, if you are in a meeting, what is the agenda? What do you want? You know, what is, what do you want at the end of this meeting? You know, what, what are the problems you want to, to resolve? What you want to talk about? And if there is, there are decisions to make, who is going to take the decision? You or somebody else? But it has to be clear. Absolutely. Who is a decision maker? If you are not a decision maker because you decided that it's going to be another person because you trust this person, but you want to help, you know, to help, you know, to take the decision. So you ask questions, you, you listen, you ask questions and things like that, but you don't show up with your answer right away. So it's really a question of balance. It's not a question of, oh, I don't say anything and... You know, no, yeah, yeah, it's true. It's not a question of be silent, don't talk anymore. (laughs) But, you know, I don't think anyway it's going to happen. But see, it's really a balance. It's really don't show up with, we do that, we do that, like a machine. But show up much more like a human being and and have a habit, you know, how you open. If you are clear on your agenda, what you, you know, what the question you want to resolve in in, in this in this meeting, who is in charge of what, who is going to take a decision, and if it's you that you're going to that have to have to take the decision, you will take the decision. And two of the most important things you can do kicking off any decision making: what is the decision? Let's be very clear about that. And then who owns that decision? Is it a single person? Is is it a vote consensus? To, to as clear as we can be about that is empowers everyone, and then we can listen to all of the perspectives. And exactly, and yeah. uh, and at the end, if it's you know you are the one who needs to decide, you decide, and you say thank you, and you decide. Exactly. So fantastic. All right. Well, that's just one of the many techniques that Hortense makes available. The book is The Unlocked Leader, Dare to Free Your Voice, which we spent most of our time talking about, the freeing (laughs) your voice, and then just starting to touch on leading with empathy and shining your light in the world, which is a byproduct of freeing your voice, unlocking that voice. Hortense Gentile, our guest today. Hortense, thank you so much for being a guest with us today. 
Thank you, David, for having me. It was a joy. Oh, it's been our pleasure. And listeners, I encourage you to listen to those voices, identify them, challenge them. Is it true? Is it relevant? Is it helpful? And be the leader you'd want your boss to be. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.